Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. Are you ready to talk about some more balls? Last time, though. Thank God. I've had enough (laughs) of balls. (laughs) Do you know what I was thinking, though? Because I feel like before the shutdown, (laughs) were they not practicing? Like, now I'm wondering, did they film the nurses' ball? Did they actually start practicing? And then that all went to, like, poof? Okay, well, if they had, they should have damn well showed it to us. But maybe they did start practicing. Well, that sucks, though. Like, if you started practicing, then months later. <laughs> I hope you remember, because we're shooting tomorrow. <laughs> and we have no time. <laughs> okay, so nurses are super important, right? Yeah, apparently. Well, it's just because it's, like, it's just funny <laughs> watching it back-to-back, because you're seeing a whole bunch of nurses that you do not see all year round. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was thinking the same thing, like, the ones with the best voices, the ones who can dance. <laughs> Because I started to feel really stupid because I'm like, oh, like you're in a lot of these like every year as a nurse. And then even the performers, I'm like, oh, yeah, Valentine again, Nan again. And the funny thing is, every year I get super excited for the nurses ball for like the whole event, you know, like seeing who's there and also seeing who's going to perform. But now I feel kind of dumb because it's legit the same people every year. That are performing. But every so year true. I'm taken aback and I'm like, who will perform? What will we see? But That's yeah. why they give us a whole year in between so we can feel yeah. that way. <laughs> I'm like, it would be ridiculous if I kind of like lost my mind again this year. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I wonder who's going to perform. Like, is Cam going to sing? Is Josh going to sing? Is Ned going to sing? I guess it's going to be funny. Which nurses will show up? But I was just thinking, because they were showing the nurses a lot, so I think it would be kind of fun to see these nurses all year round and have them kind of be like the peanut gallery and just have them make commentary based on the other actors and all the other stories. Because everyone's always there at the hospital all the time, (laughs) just hashing out their drama so it'd just be kind of funny if like they eavesdropped or noticed things that they kind of just made little comments here and there about like the other actors and the other stories going on I agree there's definitely room for them to like rotate them through and just like keep their faces in the scenes because we're always at the hospital right hence general hospital (laughs) exactly exactly so this is what I've gotten from the nurses ball was maybe we should have the nurses (laughs) on the show a little more <laughs> just that was my takeaway um so so then there was nurses ball 2018 2018 that was 2018. quite a year <laughs> so long ago okay so i okay where do you want to start <laughs> i was like where is she going with this Okay, how about Alexis? So I Okay, that's it. what I wrote too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's probably because it was in the order that it happened. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> you tell me what you thought about Alexis. Well, I kind of giggled at the whole thing that she was gonna get a pioneer award. <laughs> yes. Especially like where she is now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? I wonder if that was the year. I have no idea. But um <laughs> because they because they did a breastfeeding storyline. And okay. I think, and I think that Alexis maybe represented Olivia, who breastfed at the Metro Court or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. So she, I don't know I mean, if that makes her a pioneer, but that's what I'm. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, why is she a pioneer? Like, did something big happen? Did something lawyery happen? But uh, that's all I can think of. That right? could be a reason. <laughs> that could be the reason. But, you know, like it's the whole. I guess it's Alexis. I mean, we love her, but we also kind of love picking on her, and we know the state of her situation. But she's not good. Like, it's just that I don't think. I don't think that like we're picking on her. I just don't think she's as good as Diane. Oh, no, that is absolutely accurate. It's like she's the bumbly lawyer and, yeah. and Diane is the real lawyer. <laughs> exactly. I just thought it was really funny, like, having Sunny react to her little drama. And she was a bit dramatic, though. Like, I understand everything sucked, but she was backstage, right? She could have left through the backstage. Like, why did you w- come out through the front of the stage? Right? And she then be all like, so, don't talk to me. Everybody. So overly dramatic for nothing. Yeah. But at least she took responsibility for, you know, being with somebody who she knew was into somebody else. That's true. And she did, you know, and she didn't drink that time. But I think it's interesting that she still went to the bar to kind of, but like, did, figure it out. 
And did you hear what she said? Well, I'm so sick of everyone thinking I'm going to drink whenever, like, I'm upset. People get so confused when I go to school and they think I want to learn. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It is like, you know, she just she disappeared to the bar. Yeah. So the only other thing kind of about that whole Alexa situation and her kind of freaking out and getting her heart broken and all that jazz. But like she really knew what she was getting herself into is Molly kind of feeling the need to defend her and being like super rude to Finn. But I love Finn and I don't. Like, I get it. Like, her mom's heart's broken. But at the same time, like, do you want somebody who doesn't love her to be with her? Like, I don't know if she really, like, knew the whole story. How could she know anything that would... Like, I just don't (laughs) think Molly knew at all what happened. Her mom just stormed out and she just assumed that Finn pissed her off. Which is not wrong, but I don't think at all she knew what happened. No, in that moment, though, I really saw Sam. Mm, So it was really interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, she also warned Julian off of uh, Alexis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So funny how I said off of Alexis. Yep, that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember she, I remember him saving her life. I just can't remember what happened. And I thought to myself, if you're a good podcaster, you should probably research it before you record tonight. But I didn't. (laughs) I, I feel like you had intentions but I had intentions know. like I, I actually google searched it but then I'm like I'll finish pressing enter later <laughs> <laughs> I'll press enter later and uh, try to fill those blanks for myself but do you know what I think is really crappy though in this whole thing what? it's the fact that Anna used Alexis as her lawyer yeah that's that's cruddy it's weird it's really weird I yes it is Okay. I have nothing else to add. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they had the little flashback of, like, Sam with the lighter. And I have to admit, it made me laugh again. I put in my notes, like, fine lighter, fine Heinrich. Not in that voice, but, you know, that's how I read it to myself when I prep. (laughs) They have to, like, coach themselves through that. You know, that they have to, like, talk it out loud. Not like, oh, my God, he's Heinrich and, like, run. It's like, Heinrich, lighter. Heinrich, lighter. Where was I going with this, you know? Connect the dots. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think that's ridiculous. But the thing is, she's not the only one who had a flashback that episode. So Anna had a flashback about Robert begging her not to tell him that she is his mother and mother. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember that. When I saw that, I literally gasped at the screen. I was like, <gasps> and look at all the stuff she's done for him since. And Robert, like, knew how this would play out. And I think it, like, falls into, like, the whole Anna proposal. And maybe I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. And where Anna thinks that Robert is so head over heels in love with her. But the expression on his face was more like, no, you idiot. I don't love you. But you obviously don't know how to do life. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. But I completely agree with you. I don't think he was like, I want to get back with you. But yeah, I guess I could see him questioning her judgment because I kind of forgot that at the same time while this is happening is when he's watching her make terrible decisions as it relates to Peter. Exactly. Okay, okay. So maybe like Robert had, because I remember being frustrated with Robert, like, what are you doing? Like, you're really poking yourself in all of this. But now that you're saying that, he might have had like a legitimate reason to be concerned for her. Mm-hmm. Um and so the thing is, it's really interesting because he asked her not to say that she was his mother, but when she finds out that she could be his aunt or that, I, I firmly believe that she thinks that she is not his mother. Like, I really believe that. Like, she doesn't believe she is Peter's mother. She believes it's Aunt Anna? No, that's not my sister's name. <laughs> I'm like, Alex. you're broken. What happened? <laughs> Alex, right? Yes. But that she won't say. She's like, no, I could never say that. Like, I don't get it. I just can't with all that. But what I thought was interesting, and I'm ho- I'm wondering if this could have been a high, like a like a preview for maybe a Nurses Ball 2020, is the mm-hmm. fact that Robert punches Valentine. Yes. So I'm just wondering if maybe I'm the like, same kind. <laughs> like okay, yes, that is accurate. What happens next? <laughs> I want, well, because when I saw that, it's like we're seeing how Robert is getting raked over the coals and just kind of like being irritated by Peter and basically being right about Peter. So when I saw Robert kind of go after Valentine and sort of feel vindicated in that moment, I was just wondering if he'll get that moment in 2020 with Peter instead. And maybe oh, I, I alongside Holly. Oh, that would be like they, you know how they always like open up the curtain and either like Lucy's in her underwear or Kevin's hang 
Kevin's hanging from the ceiling. I'm like, one of them's hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Could you promise me that if ever you found me hanging from the ceiling in a straitjacket, that you would run to me as opposed to like start cuddling the people next to you and consoling <laughs> one another? Because I'm like, they stared at Kevin an awful long time today. And I was like, go to him. Go I will run him. to you. I'm surprised you didn't run to him after all that like plotting to break them up and blah, blah, blah. And then she's just standing there. Like, I know. Oh, like, you didn't do anything. They all just kind of like hugged one another <laughs> over the whole thing. <laughs> so about Valentine, pre, pre-arrest. Okay. So I remember a lot of drama. I remember him trying to like make an escape with Nina. But like, I just have to say this. Last year in 2017, we had Nina being like, how will I ever trust him again and then he sang her a song (laughs) and then here we are in 2018 and she's like you lied to me again you knew who Heinrich was like it was just I I, I watched it and then I watched 2019 and then I watched her watch him sing again and I'm starting to think that what has kept her in the relationship all this time is his singing I agree because I I can't understand every single year we've watched he does something just completely unforgivable and then sings a song and all is right in the world because look when we're re-watching it like when you re-watched it you felt like you know you saw sam and molly you saw you know kind of like this vindicated robert for for instance you know in terms of mm-hmm. how he was with anna and i just think re-watching like valentina nina's story is probably the saddest right yeah like it just showed me especially how they when it's bad, they kind of feed off each other, like the whole, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but how they were talking about Willow and how like Nina is feeding off of Valentine and Valentine's feeding off of Nina to be this like horrible, bully, hateful person. I don't even know how Sasha sat there just sort of taking all of it. I know that she was sort of new to everything. I was glad that Michael stood up for Willow. Oh, yes. It's just bizarre to me at times trying to read Valentine because for the most part, I felt like he played peacekeeper between Nina and Willow, you know, he was always at least tried to be the most respectful, but I feel like he almost gauges his responses based on what he needs to give Nina at the moment. That's, yeah, that's very valid. I think so too. I mean, he's popping in her at the office. Like he just, he tries so hard to be that person for her. Well, yeah, but like, I just think it's, it says something about him. Like, I just feel like he, he plays it very interestingly. And I mean, I know we're saying that he fails at it a lot because we know how the story ends, mm. but I just mean, that's a lot of work, but he threads such a fine line. Like he has to be in tune with her constantly. And do you know what I find really interesting is that in the song he sang to her in 2019. Mm-hmm. So in the song, he says, I am nothing without you, but I don't know who you are. Whoa, that's intense, right? Because this is, I tried so hard because the thing is, this is like his third performance that I've watched, and I don't know, like, I watch them and then I don't hear any of the words in the song. And then this time, <laughs> I tried my best to pay attention and I caught that line. And I'm like, I don't even know who that applies to. Like, I feel like it applies to Nina to a certain degree, but then it's like he tries so hard to know her, but again, he still somehow misses the point. You know what I mean? Like doing all this plotting rather than just being honest with her. So I thought that was an interesting song between them. I totally agree. And I love that too. Like like rewatching it, I try to like focus on audience reaction and the songs that they're singing and just like to connect it to the storylines that we know now. But you know what's so funny? Like this is a dumb thought entirely because they're actors and they're professionals and they know what they're doing. But I'm always in awe that they're still acting while watching performances. Like, that they're watching performances in character. I don't know why. I just think it's so <laughs> amazing to see. Because I'm, like, I'm, like, they remembered. Like, they remember that they're being filmed. When they're watching someone they hate or when they're watching someone that they love. It's, it's just really interesting to me. Right? They have to be, like, super in tune and have their face on at all times. Um, okay. We talked about this a little bit last time. Like, ways of making the nurses ball a little bit more real. And we talked about having real commercials. Something that I didn't realize that they did to step it up a bit is that out of nowhere in the 2018 nurses ball, you had somebody calling Sullivan who, like, pretended to do this, like, sidebar of the nurse's ball. 
and she they had her name underneath it was live and she had like yes. Felix there and some other people so I thought that was like really an interesting detail that they added to the nurses ball to make it more live and look real but then I was like dying of laughter because we also talked about like maybe doing a real commercial yeah and I was laughing because 2018's commercial was hosted by Olivia and Kim talking mm-hmm. about oil of Olay. and you know what I like what really hit me in that moment That sucks hard because you guys just did like a full on commercial and you're not even getting commercial money. Right? I'm like, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I thought about you when that happened. I'm like, oh, it's such a good idea. I think it would be cool. I don't know why I shot it up. You gotta keep that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It's so weird. Okay, so about Ava really fast. I think this might be one of my favorite lines. Like, Lucy sometimes can be kind of annoying, but she's also really entertaining. And I love the way that she introduced Ava. She called her a woman of mystery. And the less you know, the better. Yes! (laughs) So, so good. And you know what? Ava got a standing ovation. Like, I don't care if they have to stand for everybody. They They stood for her. And I love when she was singing and... She would stare, she stared at Griffin at one point and they zoomed him on his face, but I can't remember what she said. And then at some point she locks eyes with Sunny. I think it was Sunny, yeah. Both of them. So like there's specific parts in her song that like spoke about them kind of. And then Sunny was just giving her this like death stare. (laughs) It was, it was really interesting because I did see on social media how she commented about those performances more west, being like, oh, that was so terrifying for me. But the thing I admire about her performance is because, like, look, they're, they're actors and some of them, you know, sing, like, they do it as more than just a hobby. You know, like, Ned performs super well. Cam, yes. this is something that he does in his free time. Um, so there's a lot of people that are, like, a natural at this whole thing. So I really appreciate you know, the people that are like, this is a huge risk for them stepping up and doing these performances. And the thing I really admire about Eva is that what I'm watching is the most fascinating thing because these performances are literally Ava's performances. And I think that's really cool about hers in particular is that when I look at hers, it's like, is this the coolest thing? She's literally performing as this Ava character would. Like, this is how Ava would totally perform something. Like, I just don't feel like it's the same. As much as I, I, I love Chase's performance and I can't wait to talk about his but mm-hmm. I just find something that there's such a depth to when Ava does her performances because there's so much more attached to it, I find. Oh, I totally agree. And just the the energy, the intenseness because of mm-hmm. the reputation she has. Like, Oprah goes on. And it's and even though she is a bad guy, like, I don't feel there's that persona because she's, like, making herself silly and she's playing, like, a not Obrick, but a silly version of Obrick, whereas exactly. Ava is Ava is Ava. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. The one thing that I, because you, you said that, like the energy she brings, but also the reaction because she's not exactly beloved by everyone. So that's also what's more entertaining about a villain performing is watching how people are going to react. So Scott goes nuts. And yeah. what I thought was really <laughs> subtle because Kim is with Julian and obviously Julian is going to stand up and clap for her sister. Kim yes. obliges and also get and gets up and claps because the thing is she doesn't really know the history and who she's supposed to be nice to and who she's not. And so she gets up and claps and she kind of looks back down at like Oscar and Joss kind of confused. And it's really fast that scene. But like she doesn't realize that like Oscar's with Joss and Joss has a complicated like history with Ava. So based on that, they completely sit down and they do not stand up for Ava at the end. I did not catch that. Good catch. So I thought that was such an interesting scene and it speaks a lot to Kim when she did come into town because she is in the dark about a lot of the dynamics. It's very, well, and we loved her perspective at the beginning before she kind of lost it. But the funny thing is, you like how she went astray. She was already like hitting on Drew hard at that ball. Yeah. Okay. I was like, is it just me? Is like, am I just being nitpicky or is there like some serious like vibage coming from only her? (laughs) No, she was, you know what I mean? Like, can you drive me? Like there, there was definitely something there. Definitely. For sure. Even back then before it got extra creepy. Right. Okay. Okay. So Ava's song, by the way, that was like a legit breakup song. Like I remember when she did her performance the first time, and mm-hmm. like it being like oh my gosh like what's happening that's the thing though this is why I like watching it a second time around is because I'm so kind of like into the storylines 
that it's hard to catch all the details. So having that distance makes me less emotionally connected that I can actually absorb what's happening. So this time around with Ava's performance, I'm like, yeah, I'd be super mad <laughs> if I were Griffin <laughs> because it sounded like a full on breakup song. And then even after when she goes up to him, she's like, I was inspired by you guys. It's like, it was so bizarre because Kiki was like, yeah, everyone loved it. Like, it was like, there was so much tension everything about this song is like kind of combative in the sense in terms of like her versus Griffin and maybe even Kiki as well but Kiki's trying to be nice like it was just very very bizarre very bizarre and which is so indicative of their relationship like they don't have a typical mother-daughter relationship so I just felt like it just it, it is what it is based on who mm-hmm. their characters are. So it worked out so perfectly. Oh my gosh. It's weird that you're saying this because if we think back to past nurses ball, remember when she like, uh, she knew Sunny was after her and she saw her with uh, Dylan walking out. Yes. And she was like, I'm just so happy you're happy. And then the following year we watch how her daughter becomes her competition. And she yep. sees Kiki in such a different way. Like she was willing to cause harm to Morgan for Kiki. <sighs> And look how, you know, far she came after that. Well, not far in a good way. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd get me. (laughs) No, but I I like what you're saying. Like, it's mm -hmm. all about perspective. Um, Yeah. And there's part of, like, I look at the songs differently. I see the reactions differently. And I hope some of our listeners can help out. Because there was a part where somebody was singing about people who are trusted. And people who are not trusted. And then at some point when they're talking about basically, you know, you shouldn't trust people, it pans to Peter. And then the next verse, they pan to Julian. So if somebody remembers what I'm talking about. I thought it was so clever. Because like, these, like we said, the first time I was just like taking it all in. Like somebody was hungry. I'm just like taking it all in, not watching yeah. every. But this time I'm like watching every single reaction, listening to the words. Like, like how they're just putting in like so smart little nuggets for us to just kind of like get, you know? Because we're so and I didn't emo- get the first time. <laughs> no, but same here. Because I'm so emotionally invested. Like there's so many mm-hmm. performances that were very emotional and obvious. You know what I mean? Like, like Joss's performance. That's obvious. Like we all know what that was about. But I have to say, I appreciate it in such a different way this time around. Because this time I wasn't like grieving Oscar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? so, so true I, though. So I was actually able to pick up on so many other other details of her performance. So when I was watching Joss's performance the second time around, it was like, I watched everything, like just her emotions, the words she was saying, the up and down from when she sees Oscar to when he disappears. Like there was so much about her performance, like those little details of her emotional reactions that I have to admit, like I didn't exactly pay that close attention to the first time around. And like for that reason, the words in the song, like I think I appreciated it so much more because I don't even know if I I even um, took the time to to even listen that closely to the song because again, I get really distracted by like the story and the emotions that are attached to it. Exactly. The song was so telling for Joss and Oscar. And also one of the parts where they're talking about worry and despair. Did you notice that they pan over to Maxie and Peter? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Oh, okay. About Peter though, in that year, Um, I noticed something about him. His voice was different. He was such a more confident, robotic bad guy. Yes. And he was, yeah, he was like hotter that way. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Because to to me, like when he, because like when he had that phone call with Spinelli, it might've been last week even, but like when he had that phone call with him, like that's where I heard it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, his voice is different. His demeanor is different. Um, He was on the way to like get even with Anna and all that stuff. It was just different. Like he was full on bad guy then. Right. So speaking of stuff that like you catch the second time around, there is one thing that I'm not sure I truly appreciated about Mike's performance the first time around Mm -hmm. was the way that they kept panning to Mike. Like, I don't know if you, you noticed, like they would show Mike's face and it was Mm -hmm. almost like they were showing what it was like to, well, I guess that's exactly what they were doing though. (laughs) Showing what it was like for us to watch him forget, but also showing his perspective of what it was like to forget and how disorienting that was. Did you notice that with the way that the flash, the lights and the way that they kept going between like one image that appeared more chaotic and one where we're just sort of looking at Mike appear confused. Yes, I did. And it broke my heart because right? we fell in love with Mike and we saw 
that we see that journey and transition and this is when things were taking quite a dark turn yeah so I just oh it was really well done I really appreciated the visual I love the Mm -hmm. song that they you know I just love their performance together um overall and like one thing that I thought that I also thought about and this is in connection to the nurses we were talking about earlier is that when the audience was looking out at him the camera did take time to go to the table of nurses I think it's Deanna um and Felix like they were all sitting together and that's Mm -hmm. the thing though like I wonder if they would work the nurses into let's say the end of Mike's storyline because nurses are so important on the show but also it's like the nurses care like you see the way that they're looking at Mike up there like they know him they've gotten to know him even Elizabeth goes to the home where he is to check on him well that's what I was thinking like because there was that introduction to Felix that I think Stella made the introduction. She's mm-hmm. like, I think you're really going to like him. And then in the newer episodes now, we're like the, the ones that we saw before all of this, is you see Felix there checking on him and talking to Sunny and talking him through it. So like Felix is heavily involved too. And I didn't realize it was since back then or why he was involved. Yeah. Yeah. It was to help like, um, to help support Mike and, and all that. Uh, to, to So Mike could have care at home at yes. Sunny's. Um, so I just feel like I wonder if they're very Grey's Anatomy to do something like this but I hope that they do just sort of work the medical staff and the nurses into however it comes to a to a close with Mike I I just think there should be spaces for them that would be it would just be like heartwarming it'd be a lovely way to close the story I think so and like what was because you said like it was the start of his decline and then we see that he comes back to the nurses ball in 2019 there was that cute little thing about the whole ring mix-up yeah but but it's just because you can appreciate it so much more um, when Mike is leaving and he looks over to Sunny. We performed, didn't we? And the fact that he yeah. remembered the name of the song. Because that's the thing. Even I can appreciate that. Because watching it back to back, I also know you sang Summer Wind. <laughs> I am in this with you, Mike. Right? So it was, that, was, that was really cool, having those moments back to back. I love seeing it. Because even like with Peter, the transition of who he was then and who he is by the end of the week. And you're like, whoa, my head's spinning. <laughs> right? Like, I want to murder you so bad. And like, I, Congratulations, I, had re- mama. <laughs> I had to rewind. Because like the excitement, this kid was going to bust. And like, look how formal he still is with Anna, though. That's the thing. It's like at that point in time, she's still Anna to him. Not really at mom, but kind of mom. You can tell that he kind of wants to get to that place because he's yes. so excited. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, he doesn't know. But it's like, that's your aunt. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. I just, Important honestly, times. I'm just excited. I would like to, I, I kind of can't wait to see the whole Peter thing kind of come to a close. So we can move on from this in-between land and figure out where, what Peter is going to be. I agree. Make a decision, please. So you know you're a good actor when you can make a scene with a llama work. Right? I, I was so, like, again, I was confused. Again, I for was, the very first time. <laughs> I was thrown when it happened the first time. Yep. But watching it the second time, first of all, that llama's ears was hilarious. Because it would move to very, like, emotional, specific parts in Cameron's <laughs> conversation. And I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting and everything they're saying so I mean I I do appreciate that it wasn't ridiculous ridiculous like Cam didn't make it that way yes exactly he did an awesome job and another thing like first of all his performance just blew me away all over Uh, again like I was into it the first time and very much into it again like he totally pulled me into that he's obviously a very real performer and the other thing that kind of made me laugh about Cam was the kid takes a car he leaves the nurse's ball uh-huh, uh-huh. I have a um, mm-hmm. comes back and then he sees his mom and she's all like where'd you disappear to <laughs> what okay but did you do you remember what he said I had to take care of something I had to take care of something a favor for a friend one I would not accept that answer from a, my teenager and two it was very Jason-esque oh that is quite an observation I didn't know what to call that, but I think it's an observation. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> that, I mean, because we've been talking about that. Like, he had been thrown into, like, many scenes with him and Jason. Jason was about to take this kid back into a shootout with the whole Taggart thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we need to move on. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I just find it funny that that's all he tells his mom, but then he sits at the table with, like, Sonny, Carly, and, and Jax, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. This is what I did. I took a car. This is everything that happened. Here are all my Oh, my details. gosh. Loyalties. What? Lines cross. He does everything for them. Tells them everything, but says nothing to his mother. <laughs> that's the thing, though. We talked about this, that mm-hmm. Cam may end up fitting in very snugly into a world that she always had a hard time fitting into yep like they run in different circles for like a teenager and a mom (laughs) like in terms of adults like we're not even talking about like oh he has like kid friends it's like no they legit run in different circles like he has mob friends he has friends (laughs) with like a hotel owner another like fortune 500 guy (laughs) and she has like nurse friends it's like it's different it's different it's very 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 different um so it was really funny watching michael and valentine play nice and talk about magic wands and how (gasps) valentine performs fully clothed so like things were good (laughs) before like this takeover they were they were quite cute okay so did you notice um at some point nina and valentine at the table these I think she's talking about like Sasha and Michael about how like they're getting along really well. Mm-hmm. And then she says something about like how her and Valentine move quick and things really worked out with them. <gasps> Ooh, that's some nice foreshadowing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. But you know what's really bad? Like what's even worse? Like we talked about it. Like they're one of the worst storylines and not because like, I didn't like the storyline. Like I very much like it. Like, I think it's amazing to have a history laid out. That's a cycle. You know what I mean? Like just because like, I didn't enjoy how she was treated doesn't mean like, I don't appreciate the storyline, but like, let's not forget as hard as it was to watch her be fooled time and time again, she met Valentine and then turned him in for kidnapping Spencer. Like that's how she met him. Hmm. So whether you ignore those red flags, okay. (laughs) Okay. But he has such a beautiful Don't. voice. He sings like a siren. <laughs> it's like, if you want to start a relationship with a kidnapper, you can't all be like, why did it turn out this way? <laughs> <laughs> That's like my personal feelings about relationships. <laughs> it's on my checklist too. <laughs> kidnapper? Nope. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my opening line. When I'm at the clubs. <laughs> Date one. At the club. I, hey, what's your name? Are you a kidnapper? <laughs> Guys love hearing that. <laughs> Obviously, we, we haven't been taste? in a club and haven't been single in a really long time, people. I like that how, how you needed to let them know that we haven't been in a club for a very long time. I feel that what we said pretty much, pretty much lets them know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So watching Chase's performance, I was like yeah. loving it. I'm like, look at all these pretty colors and the dancers and you and this is good. But then it freaking hit me and my heart broke because I started to listen to the words of the song. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want something just like this. And he looks yep. at Willow and gets her. And I felt so sad. I felt so sad. Because I wrote a hell of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you felt really sad. Yeah. I'm going to like feel sad again when it starts. Is oh that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. That's more sad. That wouldn't be reset. That's like continuing sad, but this was like reset. sad. Caught sad. Like caught Ed. Ed caught. <laughs> Okay, so we forgot to say this about Anna, because we talked about how Peter was really excited about the proposal. Yes. So, like, he asks, will you marry me? And she says, I don't know. Then yes. <laughs> Yay! It, it, it's like their whole relationship. <laughs> that's crazy, because I didn't really remember that. That she said, I don't know first. And I'm like, that's sort of telling that you're, I don't know if you're having a wedding. <gasps> the running away, the coming back, the being unsure. Robert's so dead on about her. But then do you know what I was thinking though? Because like, I was thinking back to the time when Hayden sent him that letter and asked him to come to Rome. Yes. I think she should have sent airfare. <laughs> like, I think, I think that. 
That, you know, that could have pushed it over the edge. That, that might have changed things. Maybe he would have came. Maybe he would have taken you more seriously. I agree. That, that was my thought on that whole thing. So I was like, wow, wow. Like, even, like now, even now in the present when Finn is with her, because, look, they had an amazing relationship and they had a lot of connection, but they, they put a real, like, block between them. Like, her disappearing that summer during a really significant time and he couldn't get a hold of her. So it was a significant time for him, but she didn't exactly leave for significant reasons. She was chasing ghosts, really. So I feel like they put a real big block between them, like a real obstacle. What do you call that? Why do I keep calling it a block? Like a, like a rift. <laughs> no, but I like the way, I like the visual. I'm a visual person. But what you're saying is so interesting because Finn has real problems that he brings into the relationship and Anna just like makes up all these problems. Like she finds problems to come between them knowingly or not like yeah. hiding things about Peter going to find her sister like these are all things that didn't need to unfold that way whereas Finn no. has actual real problems like he coming back finding out he has a daughter like those are things that she needed to be there for and I just don't find like I don't know about you but like when you're watching the new episodes like I just find that Finn seems like very like unsure you know what I mean like so we're doing this <laughs> like, yeah it's like almost like he's playing chicken being like we're not right <laughs> like we're I not know. gonna have this life together like it's just really awkward at this point it is and but they did choose a date so I'm excited to see like at some point when they choose a new date um what drama is going to go down because something has to go down that wedding is obviously not going to happen but what chaos will ensue well I think that's where we're going to have the whole Peter reveal thing Ah, yes. And so we're going to see if they interrupt the wedding or if Finn beats Peter to the punch or, or you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. will, the, will the wedding break up because he came in or will it be like a, a double whammy in the sense where like maybe Finn is like, no, before like a reveal. Right. Huh. So we'll see. Or maybe after, who knows? But now I'm thinking, well, nothing can really happen regarding Peter the nurse's ball. I don't think. I think it might be safe for their wedding day. But now I'm also thinking when it comes <laughs> to starting over, like... Mm-hmm are they actually going to start over with what they had in mind? Like so much time has passed. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm so curious if they're going to like shift at all, how they were planning on telling the story. Right. Like, are they going to do a little fast forward? Are they going to eliminate some stories, make them shorter and make certain ones longer? Like I I am curious itching to know how they're going to like brainstorm as to how to bring this back exactly like I'm very curious are you just gonna be like let's pick up where we left off like I kind of find a hard time believing that like not to say that the story is like we're not gonna like have a continuation but that mm-hmm. it's not not it's really not the same script anymore is what I'm saying okay, this it'll shift everything will have to shift yeah. a little bit their angle their the way they're going to tell the story this pace of the story like it's all gonna have to change a little bit so the thing that I loved the most out of watching mm-hmm. the nurses ball was everything I was re-seeing about Christina. So Christina freaks Preach. out over seeing Shiloh yes. and Sam together, calls Jason, and Jason, without hesitation, says, Sam can take care of herself. It'll be all okay. And then she's like, no, it won't. Yeah. She knew what she was talking about. And then even later, Jason is talking to um Spinelli and he says things says this ends tonight about Shiloh. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It it is beyond frustrating. Like it amazes me that that storyline just it makes my blood boil. It's so hard to see Sam being that person. It's hard to see Shiloh's face and all the disgusting things he's done. And to see Christina, like, just being so strong and nobody acknowledging and nurturing the fact that she's come so far. And instead of giving her strength and giving her part of that story to build on her strength, they're basically continue to tell her that she's not strong enough and she's crazy. No, I know exactly what you're saying. She shows up to the ball and tries to stop what she thinks is completely insane. And everyone kind of, like, pats her on the head and says, you need to kind of, like, get out of here. And no one is really giving her answers or addressing mm-hmm. her very legitimate concerns. You know, like we're not saying or disagreeing with Dr. Byrne that she has work to do, yes. but you all pulled her out of a cult, but nobody seems alarmed that Sam is on a date with this guy, which I guess Christina maybe should have had some light bulbs going off, but still, she did what she could given the information she had. And that's the important thing that I took from that because Sam had no right to say a word to Christina in the fight that they had because we saw that Christina was saved 
She was mm-hmm. out of the cult and Sam persisted. So she just, she didn't make the choice to just save Christina. She chose to be the ultimate savior and take Charlotte down. And that could have been done by anyone and in a variety of different ways. She is a PI. Mm-hmm. She could have backed off from her undercover stuff and she could have persisted to like actually investigate the guy. Like she could have invested investigated him like a private investigator right oh it's so so maddening and and I was upset that nobody was really honest with Christina because at this point like she is out of the cult she's working on things she's she's extremely worried about her sister would it have been so bad to let her know that Sam was undercover like I don't understand why at that point nobody wanted to let her know that and I just feel like you know Sam like went at her recently about all of this. But from what I'm seeing here is that Christina got out and she felt horrible for having Sam follow her into the cult. And she did what she could to sort of save Sam once she was out. So given that she took all of those steps, like to show up to the nurse's ball when she was still fragile to save Mm -hmm. Sam from Shiloh, I think to me that that's a lot. And I feel like, once again, Sam took took on things that nobody asked her to. And Christina was right when she was like, I didn't ask you to do that. Because at the end of the day, Sam didn't save Christina. Her parents did. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So that was like my massive, massive takeaway rewatching those scenes. And I think that they were definitely significant to see in light of sort of the dynamics and all of the, the stuff coming out of like the Davis girls. Oh, I feel exactly the, the same way. And you worded it perfectly. Like it, it was just so amazing to rewatch. Also amazing to watch was Olivia's dress. Oh my gosh. You know what I was hoping to see? Robert's Stunning. reaction to the dress. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, true. But there was but she looked She looked amazing. Like she looked freaking amazing when she walked out. But was that her voice? I mean, we did watch her previous performances. <laughs> I don't know if any, I, I, was, I was even going on social media and I, I might have forgotten halfway through what I was doing <laughs> to see if she made a comment about whether she was singing or not. <laughs> okay, but um, so I found it funny, the Scott scene. I was laughing because Johnny's supposed to be working and he looks up and he's just like, I don't remember that. Like Scott grabbing the hand from <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> yes. I don't remember either. Like, what's happening? <laughs> And I never picked up on what was the, the background conversation because Ryan gets spooked because he hears people having a, having a talk and it was Epiphany and Lucy and Epiphany was warning Lucy to stay away from Joss to, to not get her to perform, to not oh, push yes, her to perform. Yes. So that was so funny actually catching that conversation. <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you really want to make Carly and Sunny upset? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's like, I said, you're going to have to go through me. So, okay. So, okay. So now we're getting a little kind of like Ryan is back. But what I thought was hilarious, because I remember this and I was getting all excited because I remember that Ava leaves and she sort of is like getting ready for like war against Ryan. But the thing I noticed this time that I did not notice the first time. Okay. So did you notice that like, she does a few things, but at the end, like her major getting ready was she pours a drink. I know, I love it. Then she unlocks the door, I believe. And then she looks at her alcohol some more. And then she takes a sip of the alcohol. Like, there was, like, three shots of her glass. And I'm like, so that's how you get ready for work. (laughs) It's liquid courage. Like, one, we always see her drinking on martinis. We oftentimes see her with a drink. Some people thought she had a drinking problem at some point. So I think it was just, like, her whole essence and that confidence and her wanting to seek revenge but her getting back to being herself in a but weird you know, way. But do you know what's ridiculous? Is that <laughs> I had remembered her, like, dealing with weapons. That's how I had remembered it. That's why I was like, no, what? Like, I had remembered, <laughs> like, how I had envisioned her getting ready. I guess it's just, like, all the action movies I've ever seen. Right? I had just assumed that her getting ready with, like, the suitcase open was her, like, maybe assembling a gun. And then when I rewatched it, I'm like, there was a lot of scenes of this glass. <laughs> and no weaponry. So I basically remembered it so wrong. Well, yeah, you want to remember it like, yeah, like her putting together her gun and, you know, like and she's wearing all leather. Did and she? It's like I don't. This really, no, but they just show you the briefcase. They don't show you like what she's actually doing because I think they're not allowed to do that. But um, Jason doesn't. 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> I imagine I remembered it differently as well. Um, I know this is like stupid, but it's somewhat related to the Ryan stuff. But it made me laugh a little bit just because of like how we see Lulu at times. But when like Mac and Felicia go to Lulu, when was the last time you talked to your mom? She's like, no, why? It's like for a journalist, you're constantly out of the loop. Oh my gosh, she never knows anything. <laughs> so that just made me laugh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so real cast before we end. I don't want to forget to talk about Michael. Oh, what do you have to say? Like, I just find it so weird to go back because of where it's ended now. So what are you thinking? So this is what I'm thinking. When I watched it originally, I remember being taken aback when, because it looked like Michael was on Nell's side for a very long time. And then out of nowhere, we were clued into the fact that he was sort of plotting behind her back. And I remember that conversation he had with Jason, but we talked about this a lot in this podcast that we get so sucked into the storylines that it's hard to really catch things because we're so emotionally invested. (laughs) And like when it comes to now, there could not have been more emotions there, especially after everything that happened with Carly. So I didn't realize, but watching it a second time and obviously a lot calmer, I think that Jason got through to Michael because I did not get that the first time around. And when Michael went to go sit with, you know, Nell and was asking all these questions, like, to be honest, like I had felt for a long time that Michael had remained on Nell's side, but having rewatched that, I really felt like that was the turning point. And that's when Michael kind of got clued in. I agree because I was still kind of emotional, to be honest, when he was having that conversation with Jason, but you can see that halfway through that conversation, like things started to sink in. But at the beginning, he was really defensive. And that's, I think, where I stuck when I watched it the first time. So the first time, the first half of Michael kind of dis- trying to dismiss Jason, which is a really hard thing to do. I think that that's where I stayed. And I didn't follow the rest of Michael sort of subtly shifting like his ideas in his mind. Oh my God, same, same. Okay, now that you said same, it makes me think of Sam. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's bad enough watching her like, play pretend with Shiloh for a variety of reasons but something that like got me was when so they were supposed to be running out of the metro court and then next scene they're like together in the lobby and she's all trying to calm him down and I'm like ew but the thing is he was all desperate he's like I want to initiate you tonight you know we're in for a battle and I'm watching that and I'm thinking well the only battle I'm assuming (laughs) is that you found out you were a dad and somehow you want to initiate Sam because that would make the battle for your son and custody easier. Like, how is this going to work? Like, you're going to go to a judge and be like, I initiated Sam. I initiated all these women. They will all (laughs) help me parent my child. Like, I was so curious as how this was helping him in his battle. Well, yes, that and thinking like, okay, so you're upset. So you just want to go and like do it and then (laughs) be fine. Like rewatching that now, I was like, Ugh. what are you saying? <laughs> and I was, okay, I'm really struggling too at the part. You know, like when he would try to like kiss her or touch her and she would do that disgusting face? Yeah. But in that scene, she was like really making a lot of eye contact and like tearing up at him being frustrated that he wasn't, that he didn't have that information about his child. And I felt that in that moment, she was very weak and she did want to help him. Like she was losing track of who she was. I felt like that's where it kind of started, where her life kind of, she already made the terrible decision of making that plan. But I found that like that for me was, was like her diving deeper into her being so lost. When you said like losing herself, like I can definitely connect with that idea. I just hate to think that she had a moment of empathy towards Mm -hmm. Shiloh at all. I'm going to stay in denial because you struck a chord when you said like losing herself a little bit because we know that's sort of a theme of her as the show continues a bit. I'm going to choose to believe that she's such a good con, you know, she's really good con. Yes. Okay, fine. (laughs) That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in terms of my emotional stability right now. Oh my gosh. All right. Anything else? Oh, I did think about you when I saw Curtis. I'm like, wow, Curtis actually did do a job and he was kind of good at it. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Like that, like this, that is the Curtis I have come to know. And I know that I like making fun of him, but it's weird to me because I never in a million years saw Curtis to be on this side of things. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, 
he's just being ridiculous and easy to make fun of because he's never been that character on the show. Exactly. And I, and I kind of forgot until I saw that scene again. <laughs> so what was your favorite of uh, the past? I was going to say the past two weeks, but it was just a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a week. And honestly, a lot of what I have left is really based on the 2019. So one of the things okay. I noticed, because you know how much I love Ava, and she, there was a lot of Ava this week. Um, but did you notice when Franca was singing that she was just like giving him a look? Really? Oh, yes. I'm going to have to check back on that. I was like, wow. Okay, like, I know they're friends, but I think, like, Franco's singing was just, like, a whole other dimension of their relationship. And I would love a duet from those two. You know what would be really amazing? Oh, my gosh. I just had a visual in my head that they're at the nurse's ball. He's pretending to, like, paint her. But it becomes this, like, artistic singing type of performance. Oh, is that a lot? Is that a lot of what G. I just said? Or is, okay, it's good. No, it's I good. totally get it. I can, I can, I can visualize it and like, I want it. Paint everywhere. A yes. Cool song. Yes. She gets up from sultry. her like. Yeah. Oh, MG. Okay. I love that. <laughs> if love we that. were silly enough, we would reenact it on YouTube, but <laughs> we won't do that. No, okay. and we're not uh, in the same place. No. <laughs> Um, okay, so there was a really funny thing about Ava. So, no, not Ava, sorry, Nina. Oh, dear Lord, I have Ava on the brain. Okay, so Nina's talking to Sasha, and they're talking about, like, she's like, oh, Sasha, I would love nothing more than to have a um, performance with my daughter at the nurse's ball. Like, that would be, like, the best thing in the world for me. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm yeah, just thinking, yeah. imagine at the next nurse's ball, she performs with Nell and Willow. <laughs> okay, okay, what about this? What about this? I think this would be okay what if she performs she's performing with Nell as twisted as that is but then something happens to Nell and for some reason Willow bails her out damn that's even better Mm -hmm. let's go go with yours (laughs) I love it it's like we it's like the nurse's ball happened right okay (laughs) we've got two performances down (laughs) go I'm going to make my whole event planning list. I was an event planner for a little while. Okay, so I have one last thing. Because all of this has taken place at the Metro Court, I was like, the Metro Court, where did the name come from? Like, Courtney. Okay, yes, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Jax, for everybody else who's in the same mind frame as I am, Jax, Mm -hmm. um, he bought the hotel, or he rebuilt the Metro Court because it was a hotel before, and it got destroyed in a fire in 2004. And it was around the same time that he was pursuing Courtney. Mm-hmm. So he named it after her. I did not know that. It was a fun fact for me. So fun thank for you me, for not that for you. Fact. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that fun fact. And thank you for taking me on that ride. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I have a depressing thought. I should have oh, said gosh. it earlier so that we could have ended on a really good note. So think of something else fun to end on, okay? So this just crossed my mind because Anna gave her speech about Stone. And then I remembered that Morgan's middle name was Stone. And then I got really sad thinking that his namesake also passed away. I'm so depressed now. Okay, positive (laughs) note. I'm hoping Morgan's not dead. Yes, there you go. You turned it around for yourself. I turned it around. (laughs) You're a winner. Happy positive weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.